Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Before this episode starts, I wanted to quickly tell you why I chose this specific episode for your ears coming out today on December 23rd, which we all know is Christmas Eve Eve, or the Eve of Christmas Eve. You get it. So I was praying about which episode to release today, and I felt like the Lord highlighted this one, and it's about the waiting seasons of our lives. I thought, Well, what does waiting have to do with Christmas? Because I have a lot of episodes on backlog and they seem to fit the Christmas spirit a little bit more than this one. But then I realized Christmas has everything to do with waiting because we're in the Advent season right now. This is the first time in my life I'm actually practicing Advent as we lead up to Christmas. And the Advent season is a period of waiting as we wait for the day where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And then we also, now present day, wait for his second coming. This waiting is not just for us to sit around. It's a time of preparation. It's filled with reflection and expectation. It's a time to prepare our hearts. So whatever you've been waiting for, whether you've been waiting to get married, to get pregnant, to get into the right school or the right job, or have things get easier in life. Whatever you're waiting for and wanted to receive in 2022, but it didn't happen, don't let this season of waiting become a wasted season. I think that's why the Lord picked this episode for your ears today. And Carissa explains this so beautifully in this interview. So without further ado, here is your Christmas week episode. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Today is a brand new guest. Her name is Carissa. Go ahead, say hi. Hello. (laughs) And Carissa, I would love you to introduce yourself and just who you are, what you do, family, a fun fact, whatever else you want to share. Wonderful. Well, I'm Carissa, as Jenny mentioned. I am a Minnesota transplant from the West Coast. I am married as of six years and a smidge. Um, I work part-time as a nanny and also as a health and wellness coach. And uh, my husband and I have a dog, which is so fun. And one fun fact about me is that I am bilingual with English and Spanish, and I lived in Argentina for three years. I remember that about you. Okay. I already knew that. Yes. Time, I think. And why were you there? Was it for YWAM? Yes, I was there for YWAM. Okay. As so many people in our circle are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Carissa, what have you been set free from? 
I have been set free from the fear of being unworthy to receive good gifts from God. Mm. And um, this has been a journey for me in the last five years um, of waiting on the Lord and waiting for um, a baby. Uh, We had a child um, in October of 2017. We found out that we were pregnant with our first and not too many months later found out that we had lost our baby. And so thus begun a journey of waiting um, for more children to come along. And um, that fear of feeling unworthy to receive good gifts from God um, has been something that at the beginning of this journey, I didn't even really know that I was having those feelings. Um, but as time has gone on, I have uh, I have discovered that it's been there. And I have been set free from that too, which has been really beautiful, um, the work that God's done in and through me in this journey. Mm. So what does your life look like now that you have discovered that that fear existed and also that you don't need to be bound by it anymore? Yeah. Uh, knowing that like the fear was there was really difficult because I have been a Christian most of my life. I love Jesus. I know that God is good. I know that he provides good things. And this journey, not only of loss, but of also like the waiting, you know, when you think, oh, that's going to happen quickly. A lot of people tell you it's going to happen again. Um, And then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's a journey of, of discovery. And so realizing, okay, well, maybe I'm not worthy of receiving good gifts. Maybe God just gives me a baby and then takes it away. Maybe... I need to work harder at loving God or doing the right thing or being a good person and really discovering that that has nothing to do with the goodness of God. And it has nothing to do with my efforts to be a good person. It's just a fear that the devil likes to put on people um, in part of our identity. I think it's really an attack on our identity and who we are. Mm -hmm. And so being set free from that has allowed me to walk in the truth of who I am, walk in the truth and remember who God is and walk free of that, not be bound by this striving mentality to earn something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And it's like the worst of the worst person can receive the goodness of God and the best of the best person can receive the goodness of God. We have nothing of value to offer in and of ourselves every one of us has to go through a waiting period at some point in our lives whether it's we're waiting for the right person to come along to get married or to get pregnant or um, to get into the right school or it could be anything it could be even just like waiting for results from the doctor and we don't know what's going to come next it's it's very vulnerable to be in a waiting season what would you say is the difference between waiting well as opposed to just wasting that waiting period? That's such a good question. And it's something that I have kind of become passionate about not wasting a waiting season because the journey is just as important as the destination. 
I've realized more and more recently, probably in the last year in my relationship with Jesus, um, just how bratty and selfish we would be if we got everything we wanted the moment that we wanted it. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't want to be a selfish brat. And so I'm, I'm thankful for waiting seasons and the ability to become the best version of myself, despite the waiting. I also think that uh, who we become, just as I was saying, in the waiting matters. It really Mm -hmm. matters. Like I said, the journey is just as important as the destination. So like you said, whether we're waiting for the right person to come along to marry or whether we're waiting for the right school or the right career or whatever, who we become in that waiting process matters. Because if I'm waiting to become a mom and I just waste it worrying or being bitter or upset or jealous. Who am I going to be as a mom? Mm-hmm. You know, if all of a sudden, bam, I'm pregnant and I have a baby nine months later and I've only become so self-focused in this process of waiting, I don't know that I would be at my best. Mm-hmm. And so I think we really have the opportunity to evaluate who we are and to evaluate where we're going and not just the destination, the prize of this thing that we're waiting for. It can be really hard when we see other people having, seeming to have that thing that we have been asking God for or have been working towards for a really long time. And you mentioned growing bitter, which could be such a huge struggle for whatever waiting season people are in. Mm-hmm. How could we prevent ourselves from becoming resentful or bitter? I think really understanding that our identity is not found in what we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I did attach a lot of identity to becoming a mom for a long time. And I thought once I become a mom, then I'll be who I'm supposed to be. And through this process of waiting, I've realized like that is not all that God's created me to be. And um, it takes a bit of humility to recognize like, whoa, I'm way off track. If I think that the sum of my identity and the sum of my worth as a human revolves around me birthing my own children, that is messed up. And so if we want to prevent ourselves from becoming bitter, I think we have to understand that our identity is not in what we can get from this world and what we can get from God, but we already are enough right where we're at. Even like becoming the best version of ourselves, that doesn't have to be this striving of like, Oh, I'm not good enough to receive that thing, or I'm not good enough to be married or whatever. It's, it's not that. It's just saying, Lord, what else would you have? What else would you want to do in my heart as I become all that you want me to be? And I think that ultimately that is just acknowledging our identity of we are well-loved children of God. And there's nothing that could take that away. Nothing we can do to earn that or nothing we can't do to keep that from coming to us, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I hear a lot of women wonder out loud if they're doing something wrong or if like, oh, well, the person I, I'm going to marry hasn't come along yet. So 
maybe God has me here because I'm, I need to improve on something first. I need to work on something first. Mm -hmm. And I would just love to hear your thoughts about that lie specifically. Oh, for sure. That's a big one. And I think it, you know, it applies in so many circumstances. Like you said, uh, in the Bible, it talks about that God doesn't withhold good from those who love and fear him. Mm -hmm. And so that is something I have to remind myself often is that he is not holding out on me. He's not waiting for me to be better. He's not teaching me a lesson. Um, that that's not in the heart of God to, to tease us, to dangle something in front of us, be like, Oh, look, you could be married. Oh, wait, you got to wait because you're not right. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You don't have it all figured out yet. Or, Oh, you're married, but your marriage isn't the best. So I'm not going to give you kids yet. It's not those things. And I think that's a huge struggle for a lot of women, um, whether it's waiting for marriage or waiting for a baby. It's that same lie of I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough. And what else, what else do I have to do to prove that I deserve these things? And I think that goes back to our identity. In a way, it's kind of misconstruing the character of God to think, yes. okay, yes. he's, he's cruel and mm-hmm. he wants to teach me a lesson and then he'll give me the good thing where right. good fathers aren't like that. Right. Do you ever feel like you want to get organized, but just don't have the time to? Maybe the planners you bought in the past have been helpful for just a little bit, but then you lose it or completely forget it exists. Let me tell you about Life in Order. Life in Order is a business that makes 100% customized bullet journals to help set you up to thrive in your goals, homework, relationships, and personal growth. They have paper and digital bullet journals, so if paper is not your thing, you can use it on your computer or tablet. There's also so many adorable stickers and notepads to choose from so you can decorate your workspace and keep it tidy. My bullet journal was a game changer for me, and since I customized it, it was already set up for what I personally needed. So if you're ready to get your life in order, you can find their products today on lifeinordershop.com and use the code JENNY15, that's jenny one 5 to get 15% off your purchase. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and order a product today. In your last five years or so, I bet you've gotten a lot of unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's, it's just an assumption. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes. Um, Jenny, so, so much so. What has been some good either, you know, comfort or advice you've gotten from people? And then I'd love to hear some advice you've gotten that just was unhelpful. And you're like, people, do not say this to other people. <laughs> uh, good advice. You know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this question as I was preparing and I am like, I don't know, where's that good advice? Where is it? I think people are, people are often looking to find an excuse or someone to blame or something to blame more often than they are to give advice that is mysterious, Mm -hmm. such as a good advice is like trust the Lord. I think that's great advice just Mm -hmm. to trust the Lord. Um, 
you know, that's super complicated and, and mysterious sometimes. And we're like, okay, I don't really understand that, but I guess, mm-hmm. but if we really do understand the goodness of God, then he is trustworthy. And so that I think is really great advice. Um, another piece of advice is leaning into Jesus, like get, getting close. Don't stray away from him just because of your circumstances. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other really solid advice <laughs> that I've been given. Uh, not a lot out there. (laughs) (laughs) Those are very solid. Like there doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be solid. Yes. And I think I could add to that. You know, if I'm giving advice, I could definitely add to those things. But I think those are the really key things of leaning into Jesus. That is so important to not lose sight of the goodness of who he is, despite the lack in our circumstances. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what is some that has been unhelpful that you're like, no one repeat this, please. (laughs) Uh, Especially when it comes to having children, uh, there is this advice that says, just relax, it'll happen. (laughs) And I think that is the same kind of advice for someone to say, calm down. When someone is in a frenzy of frantic, whatever. Um, you don't tell people to calm down. It's just not good advice. Mm-hmm. If someone is is anxious or saying calm down is not really great advice. And so telling someone who's trying to have a baby, just relax, it'll happen, I think is just as horrible of advice mm-hmm. and not helpful. I like that you said good advice is usually mysterious because we as humans like to have A plus B equals C Right formulas and we like certainty but so much of what god does isn't based on certainty (laughs) exactly there's not a formula god is Mm -hmm. not a god like just because something worked for someone doesn't mean that the same thing is going to work in the same scenario for another person because our relationship with jesus is personal and he's a personal god and so what someone used as the a plus b equals c isn't necessarily going to be the same A plus B equals C for you. Yeah. And that takes a lot of pressure off that not everyone fits into a box. Yes. So true. So if anyone's listening to this and they just have a really hard time resisting the comparison thoughts that come into their mind of, well, this person already has this thing or what's wrong with me? I mean, they have this thing and they're not even stewarding it well. And I would do it so much better. And all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It pops yes, into our mind. Yes, that's so um, what would you say to that person who's listening, who's just really tired of being in that comparison cycle? Mm-hmm. I would say that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison sucks the life out of you. It is so soul sucking and destroying that, you could just be miserable if you compared yourself to everyone around you. And I don't want to live a miserable life. So I have chosen to not compare. Everyone's journey is unique. Everyone's relationship with Jesus is unique. Everyone's destination in the waiting is unique. And I honestly don't see the purpose of comparing. I mean, sure, I do it. There's definitely unfit parents out there that I'm like, wow, that's a terrible situation. I could probably be a better parent than you. But then I'm like, you know what? 
life is important and God gave them that life and they can do as they please. And I'm just going to pray that it turns out well. Yeah. So it's, it's really that comparison is such a tricky beast of, do I really need to compare myself? Do I really need to think that I could have it all together and, and be better at that than them? Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that, I mean, scripture says, think of others more highly as yourself. Are we doing that when we're comparing others to having what we want? Not necessarily. Yeah. And every time the comparison has come up consistently in a season for me, it's never really about the other person. In right. My mind. It's always about me feeling insecure. And yeah. so it's like not tackling the outside problems, but tackling the, okay, I need to understand that what God is doing in my life, that it is enough that mm-hmm. he, he is doing enough in my life. And it's a question of security, not of comparison necessarily. Yes. And something that the Lord really put in my mind a few years ago, um, probably about a year after our miscarriage and in the waiting journey, uh, nearly everyone around me was pregnant. <laughs> mm. And and most of the time it was n- not a lot of waiting or trying. It was very quick and they wanted to be pregnant and then bam, they were pregnant. And so it was very much that, that comparison of like, what in the world? Why them and not me? But something that God really reminded me of is that just because someone else receives a blessing that you're waiting for doesn't mean that they stole your blessing. Mm, yeah. And that's stuck with me for the last four years. And I mean, I continue to see pregnant people all around me. And I just remind myself, like, they have not stolen the blessing that God has for me. Yeah, that's so good. Because we mm-hmm. serve a God of abundance. Like, he's not going to yeah. run out of blessings for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with, you know, getting married or finding the right job or the right place to live or the right career or the right retirement or whatever. All those things that we're waiting for, like somebody else receiving it doesn't mean that God's like, oh, well, I ran out. Oops, I guess you don't get any. True. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Do you have any resources for listeners? If you're like, this one resource really helped me or I would encourage you to go read, listen to this thing. You know, <laughs> Just like good advice, it's slim pickings out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there are probably a lot of really great resources. I just have found myself that um, I just come back to the same source every time. And that is Jesus and the word of God. That is the Bible. And that is Jesus. And he ultimately is the best resource. Mm-hmm. I love Second Corinthians 9, 8. It's one of my favorite verses. And it talks about, I'm going to just paraphrase. It says, he gives us all grace in all sufficiency at all times for all things. And so I really believe that in any situation that we're going through, he gives us the grace to get through it. He gives us the sufficiency and resources that we need all the time. Yeah, he is more than enough. Yes. And so as, as good as books and podcasts and other things can be, I think when we are connected to the true source of life itself, we have everything else we need. We have hope that is better than any opinion. Um, We have strength that is better than any kickstart, any encouragement, any of that. It's 
really, I mean, I've had other women come along into this journey of waiting and they're just like, how do you keep going? What, what do you do? And I just lean into Jesus, just trust him. Like we, we see in the Bible often in, especially in the old Testament stories of people who waited. And I realized that when we take things into our own hands and usually that ends up being a terrible decision, um, instead of waiting on him, that just becomes a mess. But when we truly wait and we see the whole journey unfold, we're like, whoa, wow. Okay. That's super cool. That's great. And yes, those stories and testimonies, we see the end, we see the end. And so that's mm-hmm. obviously like, yay, they got their victory. They got the thing that they were waiting for or, or fighting for or believing for. But for us, when we're right in the middle of it, it's hard to be like, okay, is this going to turn out well? Is this going to mm-hmm. have a happy ending? Is this going to be what I want it to be? Um, so I think the best resource is really the Bible and relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And every story we read about in the Bible, it sometimes doesn't include like every thought that these people were thinking as they waited. Right. So mm-hmm. they could have had the same thoughts that we're thinking like, is this really going to happen? Is right. God really trustworthy? They're just people. Carissa, thank you so much for coming on and just talking about this today. It's so important and can apply to so many different scenarios in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I said this before we um, started the episode, but I'm just so thankful that you're already living it out in that you're not waiting until you get that that thing you're praying for, that promise, that gift Mm -hmm. to start telling your story. Like you're taking right now today to be a witness to God's goodness. And so that's such a blessing. Thank you so much, Jenny. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. I love hearing from you. So if any part of this episode was helpful, go ahead, share it on your Instagram story and tag us. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.